Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is June 28th, 2022, and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. Great to be back with you today on another great episode of the All Rookie Podcast. And today I'm going to cover my top undrafted rookie free agents. So these players, in my opinion, for the most part, should have all been drafted. They were, for the most part, top 60 players. I have some that were hovering around that 65 to 70 range. But in my opinion, some of these guys not being drafted was an absolute crime. So let's get straight to it like there's nothing to it. My number one undrafted rookie was Jordan Hall, the 6'8 guard from St. Joseph's. He's really a point forward. You know, he averaged 14, six and a half boards, six assists. And one steal per game, I've compared him to Kay Cunningham, plays like him, perfect game, beautiful game, even got shot 36% from three. You know, he's can lead the team, he can play the point, can play the two, can play the three, can shoot the ball brilliantly, navigate the team brilliantly. He was my 10th overall ranked player, and he went undrafted. <clears throat> crazy he didn't even get a two-way deal from what I've seen he's been given an exhibit 10 deal with the Spurs it's basically a opportunity to try out with the summer league squad to potentially make a roster that is insane <laughs> I'm glad he's with the Spurs but the Spurs are loaded so more than likely he will not make the Spurs team and he could be hovering around you know in the G League territory for a while until he gets his opportunity but if he's given an opportunity in the G League, he will show that he does not belong in the G League. This is Jordan Hall I'm talking about. And prove everyone wrong that he went undrafted. You have to remember, people that were not undrafted are not untalented. You have guys like Fred Van Vliet that was undrafted. Jonathan Simmons. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of guys that have turned being undrafted into a good career or great career. Like I said, Fred Van Vliet rookie uh I mean uh big contract (laughs) and just made the all-star team so it's crazy you know Jose Alvarado last year came through made big noise for the Pelicans so just because they're undrafted doesn't mean this is the last you've heard of them this draft was unique it only had 58 picks out of normally 60 but also a lot of teams were just swinging for the fence and drafting players that are not going to play at all next year. They're going to return overseas. So Jordan Hall, they just missed on this one. He is really good. My number two undrafted rookie was Michael Foster, the six, nine power four from the G league ignite. He was a top high school recruit could have went to any college in the world, decided to go to the G league ignite and play with that loaded team. It worked out for the other three prospects, give or take Jaden Hardy falling in the draft. But Michael Foster went undrafted. It's insane. He averaged 15 and nine with two blocks per game against grown men, against NBA players. It's no excuse for him to not be drafted. He even shot 31% from NBA three-point range. And he has a seven-foot wingspan. There's no reason Michael Foster shouldn't have been drafted. And he was in Adam Sandler's movie, Hustle. I just watched that today. Great movie. But Michael Foster not being drafted it was a crime. He was my 20th ranked prospect. But he, he has signed a free agent deal with the 76ers. And he's a team I had them being mocked to in the first round. So for the Sixers to pick him up, 
uh, on a free agent deal. That's a steal. I mean, I think he could start at power forward for them, but we will see what happens. Uh, Michael Foster should secure a spot on that team at the minimum. And if he gets playing time, he and Charles Bassey from last season will be two of their younger prospects that are big men that are really good. Number three on my undrafted rookie list is Iverson Molinar from Mississippi State, the 6'3 point guard. He's a junior, average 17.5 points per game, 3.5 assists per game, one steal per game. Now, this year, his junior year, he shot 25% from three. So if you just look at that, you say, okay, he scores a lot, doesn't do a lot of else, not a good shooter, and not getting drafted. But no, as a freshman, he shot 37% from three. As a sophomore, he shot 43% from three. So as a junior, 25, what do you think is his true three-point percentage? I would say somewhere in the middle, probably around the 37 range. That is a good three-point percentage. Iverson Molinar is more than a three-point shooter as well. He has a 6'8 wingspan. He has some huge scoring games. He could take the team on his back. He had multiple big games over 30 points. I mean, I, he reminds me a little of Terry Rozier. He uses his quickness and body to create space with his hesitation. You know, he has great soft touch in the paint. He's like an ideal point guard, in my opinion. You Sometimes you see point guards that are just a passer, just a shooter, whatever. He's the total package. Iverson Molinar, he was not drafted. He was my 24th ranked prospect. He signed a free agent deal with the Bucks, and that's a great fit. I mean, they needed a point guard in this draft, I felt, because George Hill's not getting any younger. Iverson Molinar should have a chance to make this squad. The Bucks did some great moves in this draft and offseason signings. My number four undrafted rookie is Julian Champagne, the six-day small four from St. John's. I said he was from Gonzaga last episode. I was getting him confused with Julian Strother or Justin Strother, who returned to Gonzaga. But Julian Champagne from St. John's is probably why he didn't get drafted. But he is my 31st ranked player, and he went undrafted, averaging 19 points per game, six and a half boards per game, two steals, and one block per game. It's outrageous. And he shot 38% from three. What? He has a 6'10 wingspan. This is a 6'8 small forward that can shoot the ball, that can score the ball, that can rebound the ball, that can play defense, has a great quick release on the spot of three-pointer, can get a shot however he wants it. He's not super athletic. His body could be improved, but it's better than David Roddy's body. (laughs) I'll tell you that. You know, he still can create his own shot. He separates from the defense. Uh, you know, and he doesn't need much separation. This shot is really well. Uh, but he signed a two-way contract with the 76ers. And I think that's another tremendous signing by the 76ers. They're signing guys off the street that are better than guys that were drafted. And I mean, and I feel they could play a role immediately on this team. I mean, Julian Champagne, I mean, I probably had him ranked too low at 31. He was a really good player at St. John's, and I'm disappointed, so disappointed he didn't get drafted. Definitely should have. Next on my list, Dominic Barlow, the 6'9 forward from Overtime Elite, 18 years old, 
Averaged 23 and a half points per game, nine boards, two assists, one in 1.7 steals, and shot 34% from three. Doesn't that sound like a great player to you? It sounds like a really good player to me. Sign out. He had he was my 37th ranked player. And that's mainly because he did go to overtime elite. I think that did knock him down a little bit to me, but to the NBA, it knocked him down tremendously to where he was not even drafted. He has great size, great length, really good shooter, smooth game, plays under control. At times, he takes some wild shots, but he is 18. But that level of competition at Overtime Elite scared everyone off. But I thought his size, length, shooting ability would get him drafted. There were guys with the same size, length, and did not have the shooting ability that were drafted in the first round. And Dominic Barlow was not drafted at all. That is insane. So he signed He signed a two-year deal with the Spurs. The Spurs continue to stay loaded. They got all the good players in this draft. So Dominic Barlow, he's going to have a long road to get in minutes in the NBA because the Spurs are stacked. But I love his talent, and I would not count him out. He has a good shot at succeeding. Just recapping those one through five real quick. Jordan Hall, he signed with the Spurs. Michael Foster with the 76ers, Iverson Molinar with the Bucks, Julian Champagne with the 76ers, and Dominic Barlow for the Spurs. Let's go to number six, Justin Lewis from Marquette, the 6'7", undersized power forward, averaged 17 points, eight boards, one and a half assists, two steals per game, 0.6 blocks. He's a 20-year-old freshman, shot 35% from three with a 7'2 wingspan. He was my 43rd ranked player. He shoots the three well and confidently drives to the rack with authority. You know, he's a strong player. He's not flashy. He just gets the job done. Very good shooting form. Can finish with the left. You know, some of his post moves could be polished, but he was a draftable player and he was undrafted. So I understand it. Once you get my top five, I don't understand it at all. Once it gets to number six and down, you can make a case. Okay, they were in range, barely drafted, barely not drafted. But my top five, there's no excuse. Justin Lewis, I had him ranked 43rd, but he was signed to a two-way contract with the Bulls, and I think that's a good landing spot for him. They could use him and his size there. So he's not a lot to be really good. But he was good enough to be drafted, but I understand why he wasn't. Number seven, Johnny Juzang, the six seven four from UCLA, averaged fifteen point six, four point seven boards, two assists, and 0.7 steals per game. Shot thirty six percent from three. He signed a two way deal with Utah. He was my forty six ranked player. Johnny Juzang easily could have been picked in the thirties or forties in this draft. If you like Chris Duarte, you should like Johnny Juzang. Chris Duarte was a lottery pick last year. Why was Johnny Juzang undrafted? I will not understand this. You know, I know last year he did not perform well at the combine, but there were guys that did not perform well at the combine in this draft that moved up in the draft just because teams were so happy they were there. But, you know, Juzang is a great three-point shooter. And if he can improve on it, I mean, he can be a little bit like Clay Thompson in that area. But, you know, he has a quick release, and he has a great mid-range game as well. Nice handle, 
It's no reason he should not be as good as Chris, as Chris Duarte. And to be undrafted, that's insane. But he found a great landing spot with Utah. I think they could use his youth and shooting for sure. Number eight, Darion Sebron from NC State, the 6'7 guard slash forward. He's a 22-year-old sophomore, averaged 17 points, eight boards, three assists, one and a half steals, 25% from three. He was my 49th ranked player. He has great size, nice handle, can take it to the rack on anybody. He can shoot the three. His percentage is down, but he can shoot the three. Uh, but, you know, he's a banger in the paint, good finisher in traffic, and he performed well at the combine. So all, all aspects, he was rising up in the draft. But he went undrafted, and he did sign a two-way deal with the Pelicans, and the Pelicans are loaded as well. So it'll be a long way for him to get minutes on the Pelicans, but he'll, you know, it'll take a while. But what you're seeing in all these that players that I'm listing is they all performed well in college. Like you're seeing 17 points, 18 points, some 20-plus points per game and good rebounds good steals or blocks, and they're being undrafted. And if you think about the draft, you're seeing guys that scored three points, six points, nine points per game being drafted because teams feel their potential is higher than a guy that's proven, and they think, oh, they're at their peak now. The NBA messes up a lot with this type of thinking. So they will be proven wrong with at least a handful of these guys. Hopefully all these guys prove them wrong because it's ridiculous. In the first round, a guy was drafted to average three points per game. That's insane. Next, Cameron McGusty, the 6'5 senior from Miami. Seniors, it's understandable that he wasn't drafted because he's a senior. I don't like it, but that's how it goes. He averaged 18 points per game, five boards, two and a half assists, two steals per game, shot 35% from three. He was my 50th ranked player. He has a great handle, great crossover, can get wherever he wants on the court. He can pull up, hit the three, can hit the step back. He's very smooth, can get to the rack with skill or power. And, you know, I love his game. And, you know, he's a professional in college, in my opinion, because he's a senior. And, I mean, his game is NBA ready. He signed a contract with the Pistons. So we will see what happens with Cameron McGusty. They're kind of kind of loaded at shooting guard but I love his talent I love his game I hope he gets an opportunity he's a guy I don't think I haven't heard anyone in this draft process to talk about but I've talked about him on multiple episodes because I don't just talk about the top five guys the top 10 guys I like to talk about the guys that should be drafted and unfortunately he wasn't Cameron McGusty but I'm showing you love Cam Next, number 10, Orlando Robinson, the 6'11 center from Fresno State, averaged 19 and 8 with two assists, one steal, and one block per game. I wish those blocks were higher, and then they would have no excuse to not draft him, but he still should have been drafted. He's 22 years old. Once again, that age uh, gets on those players, and, and teams hate it. But he was a junior. But check this out. He's a center that shot 35% from three. That's incredible. 7'4 wingspan. He was my 51st ranked player. He's a very productive big man. He can dribble, can spin around, maneuver his way to the rack. He has some post moves, unlike a lot of these centers nowadays that are just rim runners or shot blockers. 
You know, he's really talented, nice little hook shot. He just needs some time to perfect what he already has, but he should have been drafted. This is Orlando Robinson. Like I said, had him ranked 51st. He signed a free agent deal with Miami Heat. So they can not bring back Dwayne Denman if they would like, because they have Yurt 7, and now they have Orlando Robinson. I think their center position is locked up. Next, number 11, Alondis Williams, the 6'5 shooting guard from Wake Forest. He was my 52nd ranked player. He's 23 years old. That's the knock. 6'5, 210 pounds, averaged 18 and a half points per game, six and a half boards, five assists per game. Those numbers are great all across the board. 50% from the field, 28% from three. That's the only negative. But he ran point. He's like a point forward for Wake Forest. Great, great slasher to the rim. He can create his own shot off the dribble. He can shoot the three. Gets a lot of steals. Plays the passing lane well. He's first team all ACC. Good defender and shot blocker. He didn't stand out as a first round pick type of talent, but he should have been probably toward the end of the second round. But he has signed a two-way deal with the Nets, and the Nets do not have a lot of depth. So there's a chance there for him. Number 12, I have Gabe Brown, another guy you may not have heard much about. But he is a 6'8 forward from Michigan State. He's 22 years old, senior, averaged 11 points, four boards, one assist, 0.7 steals per game, but he did shoot 42% from three as a junior and 38% from three as a senior. So you know that shooting is real. He was my 54th ranked player, very athletic player, great hustler player, hard worker, type of player that's all over the court, type of player that every team wants and needs. He can hit step back three. He's NBA ready, most definitely should be drafted. You know, he can do it all, and he'll do the hustle work. So and I love his game. I had him going to Golden State. Figured him with Draymond, that would be tremendous because they're both Michigan State brothers, and he would be a late pick, and Draymond could coach him up. But he signed a partially guaranteed contract with OKC, and no one knows anything about OKC. All we know is they have no veterans. So there won't be anyone there to help coach him up, really. But Gabe Brown is talented, and OKC has a lot of players, but not necessarily a lot of guys that are locks to be really good. So there's a chance for Gabe Brown at OKC. Number 13, Isaiah Brockington, the 6'4 guard from Iowa State, 23 years old. He's a senior, average 17.7 boards and one steal per game. 36% from three. Had him ranked 56th. I loved his game. You know, he has a very unique form on his shot, though. Like a shot like you don't really see ever. But, I mean, he was a baller for Iowa State. He uh, has great court vision, great passer, quick hands on defense, super fast player, type of player to put the team on his back, nice handle. You know, he had his best, one of his best games in college. He had 35 points, five boards, and two steals. He's the type of player you can watch play all day. He definitely is a pro out there. And it's unfortunate he wasn't drafted, but he signed an Exhibit 10 deal with the Pelicans. That was Isaiah Brockington. Number 14, Ibu Baji, the seven-foot-one center from the Senegal, 19 years old, monster dunker, more of a rim runner. 
Huge wingspan at seven foot eight. Has potential to be a center in this league, but he needs to work on his shot. And we don't know about his competition. So there was no way to know how good he truly was. But I can see him playing the Clint Capella role. He continues to develop. Ibubaji is still unsigned at the time of this recording. So we will see if he gets a contract soon. He should. You know, a lot of guys had him late first, early second. He was my 60th ranked player. But that's borderline draftable. But hey, it was only 58 players drafted in this draft. Number 15, Scotty Pippen Jr., the 6'2 guard from Vanderbilt, 21-year-old, to average 20 points per game, four and a half assists, and two steals per game. Shot 34% from three. He was my 62nd ranked player. He averaged 20 points per game as a sophomore as well. He's a perfect guard. You want to say something bad about him, it's just that he was 6'2". He's more of a shooting guard at 6'2". That's very unlikely to work out. You know, Donovan Mitchell is one of the only ones that could fill that role right now. So when you don't have an archetype to compare to, sometimes players like this get left on a back burner. But he did, Scottie Pippen Jr., did sign a two-way deal with the Lakers. If he's given opportunity and the reins to be able to score and get minutes and not be, you know, easily pulled out of the game for mistakes, there's a chance Scottie Pippen Jr. can make it because I am sure if he was three or four inches taller, he would be a top 20 pick in his draft. This is simply because of his height that he went undrafted. Number 16, Donovan Williams, a 6'6 guard from UNLV, 21 years old, junior, average 13 points, three boards per game. I shot 43% from three. Now his freshman and sophomore year were both under 24% from three. But as a junior, he increased that three-point percentage to 43%. If that's real, he's going to make it in the league. Donovan Williams is my 66th ranked player. He has a quick first step. Great length. I mean, he honestly looks like Derrick Jones Jr. Like, as a clone. <laughs> so, Derrick Jones Jr. is the highly sought out player in this league. At least he has been for, like, the last eight years. Um, not, not necessarily, like, a guaranteed starter, but always filling a role, filling some athleticism, helping teams out. Donovan Williams should be in that same boat. He signed an Exhibit 10 deal with the Nets. So, there's a shot. You know, they're kind of, like I said, their depth is not great. Next, Keon Ellis from Alabama, 6'6", guard slash forward, senior, he's 22 years old, averaged 12.6 boards, two assists, two steals, shot 37% from three. He signed a two-way deal with the Kings. So the Kings traded away their second round picks, but in turn, basically picked up one right here for free. He was my 61st ranked player. Really good spot-up three-point shooter, good defender, athletic. His negative was he was just 175 pounds. I mean, he looks skinny out there, but he's a great role player. He could instantly come in and fill a Herb Jones type of role for a team as long as he gets some weight on, gets some weight on him. So Keon Ellis with the Kings, great signing by the Kings, great value. Next, Jamari Bouye from San Francisco, the 6'2 guard. Average 17 points, five boards, four assists, two steals, and a block per game. Shot 37% from three, but he's 23 years old. 
another theme for this. Everyone's like 22, 20, 21 to 23 years old. And I mean, you'll see a lot of prospects like, why'd he come out? He's only 19, he's only 20, because they know once you hit that 20 plus age, 21, 22 is a nail in a coffin. You're not getting drafted more than likely. So you got to come out. And it's unfortunate. Draft the talented players that you see play, you see do it, as opposed to someone that can't shoot the ball. But Jamari Bouye was my 63rd ranked player. He plays like Steph Curry at a small college, which Steph Curry went to. But, you know, he played at San Francisco. Not great competition there. But he will dance on the defenders with the ball. He will shoot it from almost half court, makes terrific passes. You know, he had a game where he scored 36 points in the NCAA tournament. You know, he is a great player. I wish he was at a bigger school so we know if it was for real, for real. But I can tell you, it's for real. Jamari Bouye signed a summer league contract with the Miami Heat, and I think he can compete for a backup point guard position, especially if backup contracts are expiring. They can just sign on Jamari Bouye for cheap because the talent is there. They might have to coach it up to where it's perfected and not going to hurt the team as far as turnovers or bad shots. But Jamari Bouye could have been drafted. I mean, if he was in the G League or a different school, I mean, it's very, very much Steph Curry vibes. Number 19, John Butler, the seven foot one center from Florida State, freshman, 19 years old. He averaged six points per game. Yeah, that's not good, right? Three boards per game. Not good. One block per game. Not great for a center. But he did shoot 39% from three. He was my 65th ranked player. He is a complete unicorn project player because he's 7'1", 175 pounds. Chet Holmgren is 7'1", 195 pounds and still considered too skinny. So he's 20 pounds skinnier than Chet Holmgren. But this is a truly great three-point shooting center. And he can slash inside, slash inside, dribble a little bit like a guard, really nice form on his shot. He catches lobs. He's a good shot blocker. He moves tremendously well for his size. And he can even guard guards and stay with them. He only played 19 minutes a game. So you factor that in with his stats. They're not that, they're not that bad. He needs to gain weight get more experience. He really should have went back to Florida State. And he announced pretty early on that he was coming out of the draft and staying in the draft. And so most people thought he had a promise, but clearly he did not because he is still unsigned at the moment. So he was my 65th ranked player, not because of talent, just because I felt he should have went back to school as well. He's still raw, but he's a player that should be on someone's G League team for sure. If I was a team that wanted Chet and couldn't get him, maybe the Magic, maybe the Rockets, this is your chance to get a Chet-like player. Not exactly the same, but just a unicorn, a 7-1 that can shoot it like that, and you'll be getting them for free. And my 20th-ranked player, Trevion Williams, a 6'10", power forward from Purdue, senior, averaged 12.7.5 boards, three assists, one steal, half a block per game. And, you know, the previous year, he averaged 15 and nine. So it was even better the previous year. But he did shoot 35% from three as well. So that's great. Seven foot three wingspan. That's great. He was my 70th ranked player.
player. He's a big man that can hit the three, has an old school back you down type of game in the paint, can dribble well for a big, create his own shot, great court vision and awareness. And he sounds a lot like Al Horford, doesn't he? Well, what do you know? He signed a free agent deal with the Celtics. So it's a perfect landing spot. It's possible Al Horford could retire. Trevion can come right in and fill that role on a lesser level because he's a rookie. But, and especially if Al Horford stays, he can coach him up and be a mentor to him. And that would be a great transition when he does retire. So Trevion Williams, great, nice, safe landing spot with the Celtics. My last two players, because that was 20 right there. So I give you two bonus players, Ron Harper Jr. I like this tape, like this game. He's six foot six. He's a big body, 245. I mean, that's how much Jalen Duran and Mark Williams weigh. So he's a big boy, but he averaged 16 points, four and a half boards, six assists, two two steals, and one block per game. Ridiculous stats. Um, 40% from three as a senior, 7-1 wingspan. That sounds like a perfect prospect. Like I said, he, he's a little big, uh, you know, but still, he's not unathletic or anything. He's, he uses his body well to get in positions that he needs. He can shoot the three. He's a hard worker, battles on offense and defense, can drive to the rack, pull up. You know, he's, but like I said, he's 22 years old. So that's another, another one that's 22 years old. He can do everything. He's just a little heavy. He was my 71st ranked player, signed a two-way deal with the Raptors. There's a chance he could stick. You know, they have a lot of young talent, but Ron Harper is a player that should stick with the team, especially if he gets in some chiseled shape. Look out. 22nd player, you know, my second bonus player, Coffee Cockburn, seven-foot center from Illinois, the 22-year-old junior, could have came out last year, wanted to fix his game, make it better to be drafted higher. He may have failed, you know, and was, you know, obviously he was undrafted, but he might have been drafted last year, may have been undrafted, but it didn't help him at all, unfortunately, to go back to school. And he's just a year older, 22 years old, junior, average 21 and 10 and going undrafted and seeing guys that average half of that get drafted above you has to hurt, has to make you upset, but he's seven foot, 285 pounds. So he's considered a little bit too big, but dominant, completely dominant in college, bigger than everyone else. No one could stop him. You know, he was my 72nd ranked player. He has signed an Exhibit 10 deal with Utah. And I mean, they love their centers. They have, you know, Rudy Gobert. They had Hassan Whiteside last year, and they had a rookie they drafted in the first round two years ago, Azabuki. So Coffee Cockburn may take Hassan Whiteside's job or just be a G League body or I take Azabuki's job. And I think if he develops, he's going to be a load down there to handle with. So we will see what happened. So those are my top 20 with two little bonus guys right there at the end, undrafted free agents. How do you, how do you like the list? Who did I leave off? I think I got everybody. You know, those are my guys that were left off do you have some guys that were left off let me know but my top five I'm gonna I'm name my top five one more time it was insane that they weren't drafted Jordan Hall Michael Foster Iverson Molinar Julian Champagne and Dominic Barlow it's a complete crime that they were undrafted I'm telling you 
And look out for Orlando Robinson. I really like him as a center. These other guys, it's going to be a long road, but just keep working at it. I believe in you. You know, like Keon Ellis, Darion Sebron, Johnny Juzang, you guys can make it. I know you can do it. Keep working. (laughs) And kill it in the summer league, kill it in the G League. And these are names you may be hearing from in the future, hopefully soon. So that will do it for today's show. Thank you all for listening. Like, subscribe, review, rate, all that good stuff. Seriously, don't. these are not just words. Hit the buttons, okay? Like, subscribe, rate, all that good stuff. No, I appreciate you all for listening. Thank you so much. Until next time, I'm out of here. Peace.